Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Ravens flock? On this episode of the pod, we discuss the state of the Ravens, we preview Ravens-Steelers, and most importantly, we talk about the rest of the season. Does Kamar Aiken and DeKid Gowey and Jack Saddleman believe that the Ravens can get hot and make a playoff run? Ravens flock, let's get it. What did it mean when the Ravens told you, we want you as a quarterback? I told them they're going to get everything about me. You're going to win the Super Bowl. Definitely. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh. Uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that, to shine like this, in a matter of time I spent on some light. Oh, shit. Back of the petty wagon, cuz like on with Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you got to see it. Six. With a clear Try to go long first. first. And the pass is intercepted. Like like Marcus Peters. Squeeze them, getting cream. What up, Ravens flock listeners? We are back. A little hiatus. The Ravens also may, may have been taking a hiatus, so we felt like we would do it with them. Uh, I'm Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, is. Dick Kid Gowie and former Ravens wide receiver Kamar Aiken. Fellas, um, oof, okay, so where do we start? Where do we start? I guess we'll start in the Ravens have lost three of their past four games. And if you actually look back at the schedule, they beat the Eagles by two. Then Pittsburgh was a close game that they lost. An impressive win in Indy and then two pretty bad losses. The Ravens realistically should be sitting here at 8 and 2 at the absolute worst. Instead, they're 6 and 4 out of the playoffs fighting for their playoff lives. Kumar, um, you've been in locker rooms before. We hear what they're saying to the press, of course, and to the media, but what is the feeling inside the locker room when you lose 3 or 4 games and your season seems to be falling apart? Um, I would say a sense of urgency. Um, Harbs is usually uh, – he, he usually changes things up. So, like, how this week was a shorter week, I'm I'm pretty sure they probably practice uh, one of these days. And on a normal, uh, if everything was going in their favor, it would have been a, probably a walkthrough week. So, I would say a sense, a sense of urgency is probably what he, he's preaching and, and, and telling the guys. Totally. Gally, from uh, from a fan perspective, how are you feeling? What are you seeing and hearing for the Ravens right now? Um, I feel like the Ravens are in decent shape uh, as far as the rest of the season playing out. Uh, are these losses very unfortunate and kind of, I guess you could say, made us feel a certain way? Of course. Um, I definitely feel like we should have won a good handful of those games, but we couldn't pull it out in the end. But all hope isn't lost. There is some adjustments that need to be made. At first, in the beginning of the season, it was kind of like, oh, you know, it's early, but now it's like it's crunch time and we're still having some of the same issues. So it's fix them now or, you know, you're going to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Kumar, what do you think the confidence level in the Ravens locker room would be? Last year, you closed the season with 12 wins. It's all highs, playoffs, you know, a bad game, a bad loss. This year, it's a more up and down season. Preseason favorites to get to the Super Bowl, potentially even win the Super Bowl. Is a player in the locker room, where do you think these guys are mentally? Um, I think certain players are probably still confident because everybody isn't having the same type of year. So you, you have a couple individuals that's having having good seasons. 
But as a team, I would say it, it's down. Um, if you look back even at the Tennessee game, pregame, uh, of them coming out and, and standing in the middle of the field, like that's not something that's normal in Baltimore. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to, to see them do that and not see the response from the team, but to see it just from Harbs, that kind of tells you, okay, who has that little edge on them versus the players supposed to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah, you would like to see – I mean – I thought it was awesome that Harbs went out and and said something, but, like, where's the team? Like, Justin Tucker walked by, and, you know, Justin Tucker might not be the most physically (laughs) – he'll hit someone, though. And, you know, he was kind of just looking on. Like, where's that fire in the team? Gally, where's your confidence level in this football team as we head down the home stretch? Um, I think my confidence is still fairly high – it's just hard because it's kind of like it's the same issues like I previously stated. So it's kind of like at some point when you guys going to really address this thing and to not imply that they aren't, you know, maybe it just not translate into the actual game itself. But it's kind of like it's really time to dial in. And I feel like we have a great group of guys who have the potential to do things to get us over that hump. It's just the fact of are they actually going to do it on game day? So it's hard to call, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think what you said is exactly how I feel. I went on a whole rant after the Chiefs game about how this isn't a Super Bowl team yet. It can be. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're lacking a physical team, you're, which Kamar touched on, right? Like, mm-hmm. they don't have that edge. Lamar said after the game that the Titans wanted it more than them. This is the good thing is if the Ravens were sitting here at eight and two, it would be the same team and you would feel like, okay, we're going to Pittsburgh to potentially play for the division, swing the division, right? Mm -hmm. So wins and losses in this league, they're very hard, but the team is still the same. You would have to imagine Uh, the biggest question mark right now, besides, you know, maybe a physicality and a mental aspect is Lamar Jackson. Kumar, what are you seeing out of Lamar? You know, people... For whatever reason, this guy was the most beloved player in the league last year. Now it's like he's the worst quarterback in the league, according to the national yeah. media, which is how it goes in this league. It is. It's yeah, a recency yeah. league. Um, what What are you seeing like from X's and O's, from his throws, where maybe people are just seeing the end result? Um, I would say it's a little bit of coaching. I, I give coaching a lot of credit, uh, personally, just because – Coaches put you in, in good positions as far as uh, players, individuals, and they could also put you in some bad situations. So I would say that they're not helping him and putting him in the best situations. And at the same time, he's forcing the issue and trying to make that big play a lot of times. You know what I mean? So it, I feel like they need to have a, a little bit of a mixture of a change up because guys are, are tuning into what they're doing. They're not changing much. They're doing some of the same stuff they, they had success on last year. And we all know, like, once that's on film, like, guys are, are – coaches are good enough now. They're going to scheme that and and take away what you right. do good. So I, I feel like that's what they're doing. And he's getting in situations where he's trying to um, – there's times where you have coordinators that call plays and they only call – they call certain plays to certain guys and hope them guys are going to bail them out. And I think that's what the, the, the coaching is kind of looking like. We're going to call this play and, hey, if it doesn't work, Lamar's going to bail us out. And he's not bailing them right. out right now. Right. Gally, what do you see from Lamar? Um, I see a Lamar who's trying to do what he can, but uh, I guess it's just similar to what Kamar said. It's a combination between the coaches, and it's also a combination between his receiving core. I mean, there's been some 
passage we had a marquise brown you know pretty much say what's the point of having soldiers if you're not going to use them <laughs> and i seen this man drop the easiest balls and it's like bro like he's trying to get you the ball now when you're not helping him out now so it's just kind of one of those situations like bro like something has to give because you know it, it's damned if you do damned if you don't if lamar passes the ball and it's rough you know he's going to get blamed for it if lamar runs the ball too much to where he doesn't get his receivers involved he's going to get blamed for it so uh one of my favorite quotes by drake uh he says get it while you here boy because all that hype don't feel the same next year boy and it's like <laughs> after going <laughs> after winning mvp you know, you had all the hype in the world. Then the following season, all that hype starts to cool down and they start to, you know, really pinpoint and pick apart every single thing that you do. So hopefully Lamar is staying level-headed. He's not letting it get to him. But like I said, it's a group effort, man. Everybody has to play that part in order for it to work. Yeah, I think it's the NFL. The responsibility is going to fall on the quarterback. He missed some throws. He made some bad throws. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest takeaway for me is like, all season long, I talked about how I think we need a receiver, right, to step up. We need a guy who can go get it. But I don't even know if that's the word I'll use anymore. I saw C.D. Lamb make a catch in the corner of the end zone uh, last Sunday. I don't know if you guys ridiculous. saw it. Ridiculous. And the word, the it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But the word that instantly popped in my head is, I like the weapons on the Ravens. I like Andrews. Mm-hmm. I like Hollywood, if, you know, if he's playing well. There's no playmakers on the team. And I think that's what you're seeing from the Ravens is third down, Anquan Bolden, you know, he was a playmaker. He's going to go get the ball. Um, And like Mark Andrews, who had six catches, 95 yards and a touchdown, right, on Sunday. Most people, you look at that game, he was impressive. But two plays, one, third and one when you're trying to seal the game, false start, right, to put us. And then the next play, Lamar misses him, but like, a playmaker makes that play. Travis Kelsey, Kittle, they make that play. The Ravens are lacking that playmaker. The one positive takeaway, though, Des Bryant had a little coming out party. Kamar, what do you see from Des? And, like, we still have six more regular season games to go. Could Des actually become, like, we joked about it, but is he leaning, like, wide receiver one now? Uh, I would say yes, because he fits their body type of receiver for the style of play yeah. they want to do. Um and to touch on Hollywood, um, I, I feel like mentally he's not there uh, because as a receiver, it, it's getting in a rhythm. You can't have a 100-yard game and in the next game you get zero catches. It throws you off as a receiver. So mentally he, he's probably not as locked in as he is. So I, I would say um, yes for Dez Bryant uh, moving forward. I think they are going to kind of feature him a little more, as you can see already. Um, I would like to see them do them same screenplays with Hollywood um, and get the ball in his hands faster. And, That's and exactly him. what I was going to say. Like, Dez yeah. is – he's not fast, right? So you right. would think that the corners are going to be closer. Like, Hollywood, they have to give him that space. Why not throw the smoke screens exactly. to Hollywood, right? Like, yeah. um, which I think is a good – you know, maybe Greg Roman. I, I agree with you. The coaching – Roman, same thing happened with Kaepernick. Really good for that six-game mm-hmm. stretch and in the playoffs. And then people figure out he's got to get more creative, which I think he can. Gowie, yeah. what do you think about Dez? Um, I actually love to see Dez out there. Uh, it was very refreshing, I guess you could say, uh, you could say because <laughs> it's like you bring a guy to the practice squad. He doesn't even leave the practice squad for a couple of weeks. Then, you know, you activate him, doesn't do anything 
put him back on the practice squad, activate him again, and then we actually saw him getting his reps. So uh, I think it's a step into the right direction, and I do feel like that Des Bryant could be a type of Anquan Bolden type of player for us and uh, kind of motivate the other guys to be that playmaker that you said that we need um i've seen some playmaking come from mark andrews you know when he hurdles over people to get the extra yardage mm-hmm. and stuff like that those are the type of plays we need but we've also seen plays where mark andrew goes completely cold and somebody like nick boyle who's currently out for the season would have to step up in his replacement so uh i just love the emergence of des and hopefully we actually utilize him this next game because i think we're going to need it no doubt. All right, let's talk Ravens-Pittsburgh. To catch everyone up, we're recording Thanksgiving morning. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys here with me happy this Thanksgiving. morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, but this week has been crazy for the Ravens. Four straight days of positive COVID tests. I can't even ask Kamar what it's like to play with COVID. This is no. brand new to everyone. Yeah. Um, but but I do think it's you know it's a next man up type of thing. And if the Ravens do play on Sunday, which I was confident about yesterday, today. Like, I don't know. And the Ravens organization is getting a lot of backlash. Sounds like a strength and conditioning coach wasn't quite following protocol. Gus Edwards in for Dobbins and Ingram, I think, would be fine. It's where you start losing defensive line pieces, offensive line pieces that, you know, the Ravens mm-hmm. start to get in trouble. It's tough to think that, like, Lamar or RG3 wouldn't get co- it. No one knows how this virus works, but a lot of those guys you would think are spending time together. So, it is weird, but let's say Sunday goes on with everything we know right now. First off, I just want to say Steelers and their fans are babies. I don't know when <laughs> that that fan base went from like this is a tough uh, thing to now they're all doing TikToks and like crying that they have three extra days of rest. Like it's just a lot for me. <laughs> right. I think the Ravens get the short end of the stick here because now you're going to play Pittsburgh, a game that I'm not saying we're going to lose, but. The, the odds would say, you know, we're not favored to win. And then after a super physical game in a must win, we're now playing on short rest against Dallas, who's playing better football. So I would rather have played today and taken the rest who Dallas is playing today. They'll have extended rest. So I think the Ravens got a short end of the stick as well with the movement of the game. Um, but Ravens Steelers, Steelers have the division. They're up four games and already beat us once. Um but Kamar, even with the players missing, the line in the game is pretty small, which indicates, you know, people think the Ravens could sneak this one out. What do you mm-hmm. think about the potential on Sunday? Um, I, I do think they could they could sneak it out. I don't think Pittsburgh is as good as their record is showing, to be honest. I, I know I, I know they're ten and zero, and it looks flashy and it looks good uh, when you see it on paper. But uh, I took a look at their schedule yesterday, and I, and I wasn't too impressed on the teams they've been beating or how them teams have been playing that they that they you know what I'm saying right. that they beat. So right. I I feel like a combination of their schedule is not as tough as as in past years and if you look at the last meeting uh I feel like Baltimore should have won that game if you take away the turnovers that that we had the pick six and, and things like that. So I, I feel like it's going to be a, a closer game than people think and I, I feel like if Baltimore comes in there and they and they have enough guys and don't lose too many guys to cover I think they have a real good shot. I agree. Gally, what do you think? Uh, I'm right there with Kamara. Um, I feel like the Steelers, their record may be one of those, you know, uh, New England Patriot types before we marched in there and, and exposed them type games. But um, <laughs> I think it's 
the the thing the good thing with the Ravens is always next man up. So I feel like we do have the depth on the roster to be able to pull out a W if you're to lose a J.K. Dobbins and a Mark Ingrams because Gus Edwards isn't a slouch whatsoever. So it's like I feel like he'll be able to handle the load. And not only that, that's also great for him to you know really show what he can do as the number one back. Don't have to alternate handles and uh, uh, handoffs and stuff like that. So um, that'd be great for him. I just think the thing for the Ravens is really it really comes down to protection and you know protecting the ball as well because those are the things that really hurt us last game and as long as you can do that i think we'll be in good shape it's a statement game yeah go come on we have a new center too huh they uh they they sat matt right yeah they sat so, matt he is covid but then you know his t- it's unclear like who the, even the offensive line is gonna be yeah i heard right, something about I, like him potentially may coming back like maybe coming back in as so i was like i don't know <laughs> what's going on and that's the gray area because i know that front seven for pittsburgh is pretty good and and yeah. that old line woes right now of just the moving pieces the jigsaw puzzle of everybody moving around and doing all, all that right. I, I think that's that's gonna be the negative right now on them yeah, no doubt. And I think the the sneaky bad thing actually is Tennessee's pass rush is awful this year. And so I think it really covered up maybe some bigger problems that, you know, Pittsburgh will expose against us. Um, I feel good about the game. I think it's a statement game. It doesn't really affect Pittsburgh. Maybe, you know, they could fall out of the one seed if they lose a couple. But for the Ravens, it's like, all right, seven and four, you're a playoff team with the rest of the schedule. Six and five. You've lost to Pittsburgh twice. Any good team you play keeps hitting you in the mouth and keeps beating you. The 2012 Ravens, the 2014 Ravens, the 2010 Ravens, any Ravens team would go in there with a confidence and a swagger. They don't care what their records are. They would see 10-0 and and think, okay, that's 10-1. and I haven't seen that from this team. I would love to see that from this team. And there's no doubt that's what has to change. So as we look at the rest of the schedule, you get Cowboys, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Bengals. It's about the most five winnable games you could possibly <laughs> ask for on the schedule. Um, is there any positives to take away from the first 10 games that say maybe the Ravens get hot and maybe they come into the playoffs, you know, feeling really good about themselves? Kamar, is there any, tr- like, is that a real feeling or is that a media thing? Um, I would say it's a media thing. Right now, they, they do need to win, um, to be honest. They, they're on the verge of not making a, a good team, not making the playoffs. Um, right. So so I wouldn't say it's too much uh, positive, too many positives right now floating around for them. Um, this is a must. I would say a must. All of them is a must win, to be honest, to, to win out. Because right. there, there are a lot of teams that's right there with them in that little pack that's probably going to win out or come close to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know too many positives I could give them right now, as far as what I've seen. To be honest, because they, they, they've underachieved. To be honest, with the team and the roster that they have, and coming back from last year, um, you would think they got better this year. In my opinion, I feel like they got worse um, yeah. with, with losing Earl. Even though they added a couple of pieces, but you lose Earl and you lose some of them pieces like that, you start to see the effect. And I'm not even saying playing wise, because the, the guy that that replaced Earl is playing pretty good. But yeah. just that vocal or somebody in their locker room with that extra chip, I don't think they, they have that. Dez is bringing that to the offensive side because they don't have any guys in their receiver room that's, that's like that. But they don't have that as a, you know what I mean, as a, as a whole core yeah. unit. Like like the guy that you were saying, they brought in Calais, who's a stud. I mean, he's right. a Pro Bowl caliber player. 
he's the fun guy. You know, he's yeah. not the, you know, strap in and let's hit someone. Yeah. So I think they are missing that leadership from the back. Gowie, if the Ravens get hot over the last six games of the season, or seven, including Pittsburgh, or six, uh, do you think that's a good thing for the Ravens? Do you think it, it doesn't really matter? Um, That's actually a hard question because I feel like it matters in a sense. Because the good thing with the, with the Ravens that gives me a good sense of hope is the fact that this year, even though it's been rough, they've beaten the teams they were supposed to beat, except maybe the New England Patriots. And even that, right. that it was a monsoon going on. So it's kind of like, <laughs> not to give them the excuse, but it's like, you know, things could have looked differently if it was dry out there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so you go into this game with a whole bunch of low tier teams that you can beat, um, I think we'll end the season in good shape. Now, if we're able to get a playoff spot, and you know you have this momentum you have a momentum against bad teams so you know you, that first game that you play is going to be smash mouth football so that may be one of those things to where you may underestimate your opponent because you're so used to beating these bad teams so it's one of those things where it's up in the air for me uh but ultimately as far as the regular season goes i think we'll be good in that aspect all right, fair enough. Last question I'll, I'll leave you guys with. This is my own personal theory. I've, I've tested it among friends and family. Some are with me, some are against me. I said, I believe that even with the state of the Ravens, the Chiefs and the, and the Steelers don't want to see Baltimore in the playoffs. Obviously, like they don't want to see each other because those are probably the two best teams in the AFC. But out of the rest, Bills, Colts, Titans, Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, everyone in the running. I think it's very clear that when Kansas City and Pittsburgh watches the Ravens play, they're hoping they miss the playoffs because they don't want that opportunity to even run into them. Kumar, what do you think about that? Are the Ravens the most feared team in the AFC besides the top two still with the way they're playing today? Um, I would say yes because of the, how they play in the, in the playoffs. Uh, they have a persona about them in the playoffs that, that teams kind of don't want to see. I remember when I was in New England before I came to Baltimore, as good as we were that year, uh, I think I want to say we were 14-2 and two or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, only thing we kept watching was um, Baltimore's getting hot. And that was the year they won the Super Bowl. It was like they're getting hot. They, they weren't doing well that year. And then they got hot that last the last couple of games, and, and they kind of floated into the playoffs. So those are the teams that you – I know their, their, their schedule is kind of not that great as far as teams they're going to finish out with. But building that confidence going into the playoffs and, and them being Baltimore, teams really don't like playing them, to be honest. Like, if they can, if they can see them not make the playoffs, that's, that's a bonus. Yeah. Let me, let me play devil's advocate. You mentioned, you know – Everyone knew Flacco on the road in the playoffs, he turned into Peyton Manning. It was the most remarkable <laughs> thing in the world. But people say Lamar can't win that playoff game. The style of play doesn't work in the playoffs. Do you still hold, do you think it leans which way? Old Ravens, where it was like, we don't want to see them in the playoffs? Or people actually are okay seeing Lamar and that offense in the playoffs? Um, I, I don't say it's the offense. I say it's the defense because in, in the playoffs, it's not really the offense. You're not going to really air the ball out. Most of the times, you're not going to really air the ball out like that. The weather changes. It's colder, so it's more of a, a ground game, a defensive mm-hmm. game. So I, I would say because of their defense, people doesn't they don't want to see them in the playoffs. Not more so what Lamar is going to do if he if if he gets everything on track. But I, I would say you don't want to see that defense usually in the playoffs. I agree. That's a good point. Gally, what do you think about it? Um, I think the Ravens are just a great team when it comes to coming out of the wild card. Uh, that's one. <laughs> I feel like that's the one thing that we can kind of lean on when it comes to Lamar Jackson is because I feel like 
going into the playoffs, we always seem to turn the page and become the favorite. So all the hype is on us. Everybody's betting on us. And next thing you know, you know, we're the disappointment. So I feel like playing from underneath now and trying to uh, be that team to overcome those doubts, I think that'll motivate the Ravens even more. Um, of course, you have like the, the extra stuff like injuries and things like that. But if everything is intact, I mean, this is the one thing that we can say is Ravens football. And that's coming down from the wild card. Yeah, the underdog Ravens are no doubt the scariest form of the Ravens. I just thought it was funny because I heard Dan Orlovsky on ESPN. He was saying how uh, no one fears the Ravens offense. No one fears Lamar Jackson. No one fears, you know, the the playmakers, which is true. But then I thought to myself, no one might fear us, but I promise you there's one team that those top teams don't want to see, and it is the Ravens, yeah. right? Like, if if Pittsburgh sees Derek Carr walking into town, and, and don't get it twisted, like, they're playing good football, but, like, they'll be okay with that. They don't yeah. want to see – especially if, if Pittsburgh beats us twice and Kansas City's beaten us three times. Like, Kamar, how hard is it to beat teams, like – four times in a row. Uh, very, very hard. It's, it's hard to beat them, <laughs> to sweep them as it is. So to beat, to beat them twice and then to say, hey, I'm going to beat them a third time, that, that, that is very slim chances. So th- <laughs> that's why I would say they would want to avoid them, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ravens flock. Appreciate you guys tuning in on Thanksgiving this weekend. Everyone stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.